discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for your glory, your grace, and your blessings. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give Jesus a big shout. This morning, God is leading me for us to do question and answers. That's why I've come to you. Yes. So, we are going to be giving you all the opportunity to ask some questions. And then probably at the end, I'll share something briefly on our seeds. Because we are going to be giving next Sunday, isn't it? It's a blessing. And then there's also a wedding. There's a couple that, uh, whose marriage was blessed yesterday who are going to be here. I'm seeing the family here. Family, you are welcome. It's good to see you. Yes, you are welcome. Hallelujah. All right. So let's pray and then we'll start. Okay. Father, thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for the power of your precious Holy Spirit who teaches us, leads us, counsels us, guides us. Dear Holy Spirit, give us great understanding this morning and bring changes to our lives in a very special way. Even in Jesus' name. Through your word. Amen. Amen. Please, you may kindly take your seat where you belong. In heavenly places where you belong. So if there's any question on your heart, and I believe there is, you are at liberty to ask. And the Holy Spirit is here to answer your question. You know, ask the author is actually ask the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the author of the word. The Bible says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Isn't it? Second Timothy chapter 3. Verse 16. Look at 2 Timothy 3, 16. All scripture. All scripture. Not some. All. It's given by who? The word inspiration is breath. It means by the spirit of God. And it's profitable. The word of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. But I want you to notice that it is from the Holy Spirit. If we read in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, look at 2 Peter 1. Let's read from verse 19. 2 Peter 1, 19. For we, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well, that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. He was talking about the word of God. Okay? Until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Then verse 20 says, Knowing this, First, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God speak as they were moved by who? Holy men of God speak as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Holy men of God were moved, okay? They, were, they, were, they speak as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit moves people. 
or moved people to do the things, to write the things that they wrote. So the Holy Spirit is the author of the scriptures. He's the author of the word. He's the one who authored it. It was just written by men. Do you get it? Or you don't understand? Yes. Up to date, there's a way to, the way to write books. One of the major ways to, of writing books is to have the author speak it. You know, the author will be, will be saying things. And as he's talking, you have uh, someone writing. You have a writer writing. So he says that holy men of God speak as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Do you see? As we're moved by the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit is the author. Human beings are the ones who wrote it. But the actual person who brought it into being, who inspired it, who spoke it into being, is the Holy Spirit. Okay? So when, when it's time to ask questions like that, know that it's the Holy Spirit is going to give you an answer. Huh? When you come to church and you feel the pastor is the one saying something from his stomach, you, may, you will go for a long time and not have change in your life. You see, sometimes when an instruction is given, some people think that it's, it's, a, it's, oh, he's just saying something. Like, he doesn't know. Maybe it's because of this. It's his opinion. He's saying this because of this. Or he's saying that because of that. They are, they, you may have some pastors who do that, but if someone is really from God, the person will not just talk from his, his mind or talk from his stomach. Do you see? Yes. Because every single thing I'm saying, I'm going to be judged for it. James chapter 3, verse, verse 1. Every single thing. So I'm not foolish. I will not come and come and say something to you that God is not telling me to tell you. If it's me who is telling you, I'll tell you this one is my opinion, like Paul did. Paul said, this one is my opinion. If it is God's, what God is saying, he'll tell you this is what God is saying. He says, my brethren, be not many masters or teachers. The word masters is teachers. Okay, let's read other versions so I see it. You have amplified. Ah. This is amplified. It says, not many of you should become teachers. Not many of you should become what? Teachers. It's like he's trying to cut the line. Like it's, not everybody should, it's not everybody who should be a teacher. Self-constituted senses and reprovers of others. Like try not to make yourself something. That's what he's saying. Try as much as not to make yourself something. It is what we are doing. The Bible says that this undertaker no man upon himself. You see, you, it's not something you put on yourself that you, you are going to become the leader. You are fighting to become a leader. You are fighting to become a, a pastor. Fighting to become a reverend minister. Fighting to become a bishop. So that you can be the one to instruct people. And tell people, hey, go, because you saw one pastor, one uh, a pioneer of a church drinking cold series. Or cold, uh, uh, he was eating uh, uh, what um, steak or something. Steak or something. Because he was a so if you feel like that's how it is, so you are in a hurry to become something. Paul is advising you, he says, not many of us should become teachers, self-constituted senses and reprovers of others. Like you have you are the one to sense my friend, don't do this. My friend don't it's not a small thing. It's given by God. Yes, for you know that we teachers will be judged by a higher standard eh? and with greater severity than other people. That's we assume the greater accountability and the more condemnation. Are you seeing it? Yeah. Don't so don't try. Don't. Oh, he's just saying something from his stomach. Please, I'm not interested because I know some of these verses. Hmm. 
<laughs> I was talking to someone some time ago, and he said, I was like, you know, you think I'm, I'm trying to control you? I'm not trying. I'm not interested. I've not even controlled my life. Why am I coming to control you? Have you finished controlling your life? Ask him, have you finished controlling your life? Yeah, you've not finished controlling your life. There are things in your life you don't like. That you don't, you don't want to be there, but they are there. Or, and you are pushing and praying and doing to make sure this is not going. Is it true? Why would you leave your own and want to manage someone's own? I mean, unless God says you should do something, we don't, we don't do it. Okay, so try not to be a Christian who fights with the word of God that your pastor shares with you. Be a Christian who receives and accepts what God is telling you through his servants. Okay? Tell me, but be a Christian who receives and accepts what God says through his servants. Hebrews chapter 13, verse, um, verse 17. Look at Hebrews 13, 17. It's question and answers day, so I'm going to allow you to ask. I'm just saying something. Mm-hmm. Look at this. It says, obey them that have the rule over you. And submit yourselves. Obey. Tell me about obey. I'm not the one saying it though. The Bible is the one saying it. It says, obey those that have the rule over you. And submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls. As they that must give account. That they may do it with joy. And not with grief. For that is unprofitable for you. He says, all those of us who are shepherds and we are leaders and we are pastors and we are bishops and we are whatever, he says that, listen, you guys are going to give an account for every single one of the people that God has given to you. (laughs) You are going to give an account for every single person. I don't know, who is a shepherd? Are you shepherds? Who is a shepherd here? If you're a shepherd, lift your hand. All the people that God has, you are going to give an account. I tell you. Hmm? God is going to mention names one by one. This person. Then you come. You come and see what you're supposed to Cell register. You're going to use your cell register. <laughs> yeah. No damage in heaven. So when we are doing it here, don't, don't criticize us. It's, but we are trying to save you from something higher. So at least on that day, you have something to say. You know where to start from. You have this is mock exams. You are not you are not afraid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So be a Christian. He says, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. For they for they watch for your souls. Okay? As they that must give account. So that they may do it with joy. Don't let your pastor be be doing his work with grief. Not with grief. With signs. Look at the amplified. Obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them, continually recognizing their authority over you. For they are constantly keeping watch over your souls and guarding your spiritual welfare as men who have to render an account for their, of their trust. Do your part. Tell me, but do your part. Do your part. Tell the other neighbor, do your part. Tell the neighbor behind you, do your part. <laughs> Mm? Do your part. Let us see some progress in your life. That you came in as a stubborn boy. And now you have become an obedient child of God. 
Like when God talks to you, you can hear it and you can move. Yeah. Do your part to let them do this with gladness and not with sighing and groaning. For that would not be profitable to you either. Yeah, it will not be profitable to you either. Your pastor should not get to a point where he says, I'm not going to talk to this person again. I'm not going to mention this particular case again. Do you get it? Like, it gets to a point, no, I'm not going to say anything. Not take your life. It's not, we are not going to, it's not that a person is going to stop pastoring you. Stop pastoring you. But when it comes to this particular area, no, 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 I'm not going to. Because if I say some, that's it. There are people I know who I'm pastoring. I'm a shepherd over. I was talking to Pastor Elia some few minutes ago about some, someone. If I should say something about this particular thing and insist on it, that would be the end. The person will not be in the church anymore. Yeah. Can you imagine? If I should insist and say, my friend, this thing change it. This thing change it. This thing change it. If I should push small, that would be the end. It's an amazing thing. So, you try not to. When it comes to let me, let me just, oh, sorry. Let me not say much. Before long, your whole Christian work will come into question. Yeah. Because you cannot obey along a certain line. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing thing. You like what I'm telling you? Yeah. And that happens when you, when you start thinking that what the person is saying is the person's opinion. What's your spiritual... I thought you said it's spiritual leader. Yeah, person's your spiritual leader, then you shouldn't think that. You see, you came to you come to me for counsel, and I'm giving you counsel, and you think that is my mind. <laughs> then what is my am I am I am I your boss? I'm not your boss. Why didn't you go to your boss for that type of counsel? You were looking if you were looking for a certain counsel along the lines of your of your job. Do you get it? You will not come. I, I don't know anything about your job. If you come to me about your job, then it means you are looking for a spiritual solution. Because you believe that I'm a spiritual person. Oh. <laughs> and so you are looking for a spiritual answer. So if I give you a spiritual answer, and you think that it's my opinion, then it means that it's like you don't understand what is really going on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So when God gives you an answer through his shepherds, know, know that it is really an answer from God. You see, you'll be a better Christian if you believe that the word of God is truly the word of God. The way you read it will change. Your approach to reading the Bible will change. If you believe that John chapter 1 verse 1 is God's word that he spoke. In the beginning was a word. And the word was with God. And the word was, if you believe that this is not John, this John the divine speaking. And you think that it's God who is speaking. It will change the way you read this one. It will change a lot of things. You, you will know that it is really from God and you will, you will read it with a certain kind of reverence, with a certain kind of readiness to hear from God. Do you see? Yeah. Readiness to hear from God. You are ready to hear from God in a certain way because you believe that this is really the scriptures which is inspired by God, not by man. Oh. Inspired by who? God. So you not read and say, I'm, I'm, as I'm, I'm not seeing anything. You will see something. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God can use his written word to speak to you. you see, there's a written word and then there's a spoken word. Okay? 
There's a written word. Say there's a written word. And then there's a spoken word. The written word is the general word of God that God has documented. The spoken word is God's spoken word to you in your situation at this time for you, for, your spe- for a specific purpose. Yes. And that's, that's, that's what Jesus meant when he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. The word where there is rema. By every man shall not, that's, that's Luke chapter 4. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every spoken word. Do you see? Uh, every rema, spoken word. So as you are reading the logos, which is the written word, God will speak to you rema from the written word. Okay, there's one in Matthew, Matthew 4.4. 4. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that word proceeded out of the mouth of God. If He says, man shall not live by Gary and beans alone. And by Banku and Tilapia alone. And by Fufu and uh, Tilapia soup alone. Okay, all that is good. All that is powerful. All that makes a difference. It does something. Just imagine you not eating for 12 days. It will be a problem, isn't it? It is man shall not live by bread alone. But man shall also live by every word of God. Every word that comes out of God's mouth. Rema. So just as your life is sustained by food, your natural life is sustained by your natural life can also be sustained by the word of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is why you need the word of God, I tell you. Yeah. You need the word of God. For you to have a peaceful life, you need where you need the word of God. Peace in the midst of the storm. Banku does not give you peace in the midst of storms. You can be full. And you are, still not, you are still not happy about some things. Yeah. <laughs> if Liverpool loses a match, it becomes a problem. You may not be able to eat. <laughs> Sometimes I cry for Arsenal supporters. Sometimes, whenever someone just comes, oh, Arsenal, yeah, as well. <laughs> Man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every rema, every word of God. And rema, rema comes from the logos. How does rema come? Rema is from logos. Hebrews um, chapter 13, verse 5. Hebrews 13, 5. I'm giving just small short exhortation concerning the, the word. Okay. Look, it says, let your conversation be without covetousness. And be content with such things as you have. For he, God, has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So God is telling you what he has said. He says, for God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Next verse, verse verse 6. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. He's showing you the purpose of the Logos. God says, so that we can also say. God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Have you seen it? So you can also convert the Logos to Rema by speaking the word of God into your situation. So God's word is very important. Without it, I mean, we are joking. And recognize, your ability to recognize that this is, God is speaking to me. It's a blessing. It says, they seeing, see not. And they hearing, hear not. You can be hearing the word, you are not, you are not hearing. 
you can be seeing the scriptures and you are not seeing what you're supposed to see. Yes. That is why you must pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God, which is the Bible, requires the spirit of wisdom and revelation in order to understand. Yes, you need to pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in order to be able to understand what he's saying. Or else you will not, you will be surprised that you are seeing what you require for your, 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 your situation to change is right in front of you, but you can't see it. It's being said, but you are not, you are not, you are not connecting the dots. It's being said, but you are not connecting the dots. You, you, are, you can't realize, ah, this is what I actually need. Praise the Lord. But I see the spirit of wisdom and revelation functioning in your life in a very special way. And I see you doing well through the scriptures, through the power of the word. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Paul said to Timothy, I know you that you have known the scriptures from, your, from a young age. Second Timothy chapter, chapter 3 verse 15. I started from Second Timothy 3.16. Now I want to show you 15. Go to 15, 2 Timothy 3.15. says, And that from a child thou has known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. The scriptures are able to make you wise. As you expose yourself to the scriptures, to Genesis. Tell the about read Genesis. <laughs> Tell the other about read John. Read John. Just by reading John, instead of going on Facebook and just browsing for nothing. And seeing ladies shaking their bottoms all over the place. And this one is doing this, this one is doing that. That does not really bring much. It doesn't really doesn't do anything to you. It makes you, it drains you. Haven't you noticed that it drains you? Yeah. This morning when I woke up and I saw my phone, I said, ah, this thing is a demon. No? That's what I said to myself. This thing is a devil. Because before phones came, eh, and these, uh, uh, what's it called, smartphones came, our lives were different though. I don't know. Some of you didn't know. You don't know. You were too young to know. You, 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 you. <laughs> our Bibles were by, were by our pillows. Now our phones is what is by our pillow. When you wake up, the first thing you want to watch is Instagram, TikTok, WhatsApp, Snapchat, or say the truth and shame the devil. Tell everybody, say the truth and shame the devil. Yes, say the truth and shame the devil. I mean, we are in church. Let's not be hypocrites. Let's just say the truth. Yeah, that's the first thing we want to we want to look at. Hey, so when I woke up this morning, I saw my phone. I said, "Hey, this." Thing. I was going to charge it. It was off, and I was going to charge. When I was going to charge, I said, "Ah, this thing has is a problem." Yeah, if the bishop is saying it's a problem, I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know what it is for you. Yes, it's well though. a major problem that's why you must learn to put it aside yes if you recognize that it's a problem then you have to start handling it as a problem treat it as a problem yes manage it as a problem mm. yes there are times you just put it aside and say okay i'm setting my problems aside <laughs> I'm setting my problems. Let me just set this thing aside and, and just focus on something. You'll be surprised that ideas are not coming because you are always on your phone. You are always on your phone. You always. You can't think. It's thinking for you. It's sad though. Hey. Oh, 
you recognize as a problem, just put it aside. I'm laying my problems. <laughs> yeah, you must learn to put it aside and just even your, your books, those of you who are students, just books. Do you see reading? Is it even your English is becoming a problem? It's very serious. You can't spell. The, the day I started seeing, the day I started seeing am, people starting sentences with am, I'm coming, I'm going, am, instead of I apostrophe m. The day I started seeing that, I said there's something wrong. It has, it has deteriorated over the period. Yeah. They don't know that it's a problem, that particular thing, they don't know it's a problem. It's a problem. Oh. Change it before you go and write an official letter with am. A.M. Am. Hey! Yo! What? It is. Is. It is. It has vanished. <laughs> All because of phone. It's, it, it, you'll be surprised. The day you can't spell. Wait. Wait. Receipt. The day you realize you can't spell, you are trying to spell receipt. Ah, how do you spell? How do you spell this thing? <laughs> you will be surprised. You are looking for autocorrect in exams hall. There's none. Hallelujah. If you have any question, you can ask now. <laughs> Not about autocorrect, please. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Daddy. Daddy, please, um, in Acts chapter 1. Someone said, verse, like again. <laughs> <laughs> verse 18, I believe. Um, the Acts chapter 1, verse what? 18, not 18. Yeah. Yes, so um, this was Peter giving an account of how Judas had died, but then it doesn't correlate with what is in Matthew 27, verse 5. It was confusing for me, so I want to... Matthew 27, verse 5. 5, yes, please. Okay. No, so Peter was just giving an... an expand Matthew didn't give uh, an expanded um, account of what happened to Judas. So Peter was giving an expanded account of what happened to Judas. It was not. Ex they, they are diff this one say says it's an accident, but then the other one says that he hanged himself. So I was confused. Okay, no. Okay, let me let's read it. Matthew twenty-seven five. It says, and he cast down the pieces of. He's talking about Judas now. He cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. So he hanged himself. Now Acts chapter one verse eighteen. Go to Acts one eighteen. It says, now this man perishes a field with the reward of iniquity and falling headlong. That's not an accident. The tree he hanged himself on broke and he fell and his stomach burst open. That's what he's saying. He says, let, can we read other versions? This guy was, he was in with the anointing. He didn't know he was in with the anointing. He was in with the anointed. He had no idea. He thought he could, you know, he has seen Jesus do miracles. So he thought he could de de uh, uh, betray him for some money and he will get everything will be fine at the end of the day. But he realized that the thing was good. Jesus was not vanishing. Because he has seen him vanish. You know, they are coming to arrest you and then he will vanish. Luke chapter 4, he vanished. Or he will just walk, up, walk amongst them and go away. 
this time around, the guy had been arrested. The guy had, they are beating him. They are taking him to the cross. He realized that they are crucified. Hey! Then he realized, so the Bible says that he, he repented. Judas repented. Go, go back to Matthew chapter, since we are reading it. Matthew chapter 27 verse 1. 27 1 now. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. Verse 2. And when they, had, they bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Verse 3. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself. So he repented. But the word repent here, there are different types of words for repent. There are, there are, there's <laughs> metanoia, there's metamelomai, there's a metamelotus. This one that he had is called uh, uh, guilt. He, he, had, he, was, he was sorry, like, oh, what have I done? Huh. He regretted what he had done, but he didn't repent the godly way. He repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priest. Okay? Ah, this is BBE. He says, in his regret, so he regretted, in his regret, he took back the 30 bits of silver to the chief priest and those in authority. He took it back. And he wanted to return it. And they said that, we, we can't take this money. This is the money of blood. <laughs> Next verse. Saying, I've done wrong in giving into your hands an upright man. But they said, what is that to us? It is your business. Go and sort yourself out. It's your business. <laughs> and he cast the, the pieces of silver in front of them and went to hang himself. So he did hang himself. But Acts chapter 1 verse 18 gives you more beyond what happened when he hanged himself. So go back to Acts 1 18. Now let's read other versions so that we can see. Now this man obtained a piece of land with the money paid him as a reward for his treachery and wickedness. And falling headlong, he burst open in the middle of his body. And all his intestines poured forth. Other versions? Any other versions? So he fell. The tree broke. He fell and then he... Now this man with the reward of his evil doing got for himself a field. A falling headlong, head first came to a sudden and violent end. They are not saying it well. Any other version? Uh, this one says what? Now this man obtained a field with the reward of his evil doing. And falling head, headlong, he burst a sinner in the mist. And now his bowels gush. ERV, right? ERV. Do you have ERV? You don't. Do you have ERV? Okay, you have it. Sorry, you are, you've opened. All right, let's. Judas was paid money for doing this. His money was used to buy him a field, but he fell on his head. His body broke open, and all his intestines poured out. He hanged himself. The tree broke. What he was hanged on broke. He fell down, broke his head, and then his. It's called the field of blood. Okay, let's look at Matthew 27, verse 8. Well, for that field was called, and actually, it wasn't, he was not the one who bought the field. It was the money that they used it to buy it for him. Go back. Go back. Verse 8, verse 6. And the chief priest took the silver pieces. So the chief priests are the ones who took the money and said, It is not lawful for, for to put them into the treasury. You can't put them back into the offering, the offering money, because it's the price of blood. They used offering money to pay Judas to betray Jesus. And when Judas brought the money back, they said, we can't put the money back into the offering. It's blood money. So let's, let's see what we can do. So they took counsel. Go back. Go to the next verse. 
Verse 7. And they took counsel and brought, and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. So they bought a, a place where they can bury strangers. How is it? Uh-huh. Next verse. And they took counsel. Wherefore, that field is called the field of blood unto this day. Even unto this day, it's still called the field of blood. Okay? So, Peter was giving another rendering concerning what had happened. But actually, he did hang himself. He hanged himself. Jesus even prophesied. Jesus said that it will be better, okay, uh, to tie the guy who is going to betray me. It will be better that he was not born. Jesus said all of that, and Judas was hearing it. It was an amazing, but he didn't think that it was. That's what I, I started the whole meeting with. And when the man of God is talking, or when the word of God is talking, let me say, when the Bible is talking, you feel it's not serious. I, ah, it's not so, I mean, it's too extreme. It is not so. What he's saying is what he's saying. You have to be very careful. Hmm? Matthew 26, 20, 24. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him. But woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. And he was listening. It would be good if that guy was not born. Yes, he betrayed him. Next chapter 9, he had betrayed him. Yeah, there's some few verses, few verses after Clara. Hallelujah. Yeah, so it's the same. It's not, it's not a different rendering at all. Okay? Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Any other question? Yes, my dear. Lord Daddy, thank you. Thank you. Um, um, the verse you, you read earlier, 2 Timothy 3.16, some make it, um, they, they see the scripture is referring to the law and the prophets, and then it's not the entire Bible. They even use it to sometimes discredit Paul. That Second Timothy 3.16, 16. that this scripture is in reference to what? Like all scripture. It, the uh-huh. all scripture is not it's like the whole to... Bible, okay. but it's referring to the law and the prophets. He said it's graphy. It's referring to the law and the prophets. Okay. So it's not sometimes like Paul was talking his mind, but... The Old Testament is like God speaking. Wow. Yeah, so sometimes it comes. Isn't it not amazing that some people also say that the Old Testament is not from God? <laughs> you get I mean, if you follow this boy, you will never you will never know what's what you are supposed to do with your life. You see, in in um Paul's time, in Paul's day, okay, Peter was also around, who is also uh, an apostle. Peter is an apostle. Peter recognized Paul's writings as scriptures. Let me show it to you. Second Peter, right? Three, rather. Verse 15. He says, an account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Just put it to your account that, you see, God, God the, the world has not been destroyed. Some people say that, oh, Jesus says it's coming. It's coming soon. Even if he was sitting on a trusty. Or a trotro, he would have arrived by now. And they are mocking. Oh, everybody's in the Bible. Whoever you are, you are in the Bible. Those people are in the, go up. Maybe you should see it. Go to go to verse uh, yeah, verse three. It says, knowing this first that there shall come in the last coffers, walking after their own last. Let's read a, a lighter version. Scoffers, we don't understand. The Facebook is too much. <laughs> Having first of all the knowledge that in the last days there will be, be men who, who ruled by their evil desires, will make sport of holy things. They will mock holy things. 
Eh? Still, we don't understand. Do you have TPT? If you don't have TPT, we can just read. Easy English. Easy English will make it very easy. Easy English. It says, the first thing that you should understand is this. In the last days, some people would think that God and God's rules are not important. They will say that you are silly. They will call you fools because you believe God. These people will do whatever bad things they want to do. Verse, verse 4. I'm hoping you will say what he's supposed to say. They will say, Christ promised, uh -huh. they will say, Christ promised that he would return. But he has not returned. Our early Christian leaders have died. But still, all things continue. Since God made the world, all things continue in the same way. What do you mean by he's coming soon? Then he goes on, he says, These people, you don't have wisdom. These people choose to forget the facts that they know. They forget that God made the sky and the earth a long, long time ago. God spoke his word, and so he made the sky. Also by his word, also by his word, God made the land separate from the water. He brought the land out through the water. Goes on and on. I mean, it's a very nice part of the Bible. He talks about how it's okay, let me not go into it so that I don't spoil the whole thing. Now, go down to what Peter. So Peter was explaining how everything. All that God has said is coming to pass and it's going to come to pass. And if there's any delay in Jesus' coming, it's because God does not want um, the sinner to perish. He wants everybody to be saved. That's why he has not come. Okay? Go to verse 12. You should obey God while you are waiting for Christ to return. God has chosen that day when he will return. You should be wait, wanting that day to come very much. On that day, fire will burn the sky and the fire will destroy it. The heat will destroy the sun, the moon, and the stars also. Some people think that these things are jokes. It's like, oh, it's a movie. Okay. But we are waiting for what God has promised. He has promised that there will be a new sky and a new earth. This is in Revelation chapter 20, 21. Sorry. There, everything will always be good, and everyone will do only what is right. 14. So, my friends, because you are waiting for these things to happen, try very much to do only good things. Then God will see that you have done nothing wrong. He will see that there is no trouble between your, you yourselves or between you and him. Next verse, verse 15. Then it says, remember why our Lord is waiting before he will return. He is being patient because he wants to save people. Have you seen it? He's being patient because he wants to what? Then he says, Paul, whom we love like a brother, has written to you also about these things. He wrote about them because God caused him to understand them. Have you seen it? Next verse. Then he says, Paul writes like this about these things in all his letters. But some of the things that Paul has written in his letters are difficult to understand. And people who do not know much about God explain these things wrongly. Those people are not sure about what they believe. And they explain other things in the Bible wrongly also. As a result, those people themselves cause God to destroy them. Have you seen it? So he's writing concerning Paul's writings, and he says that Paul's writings are, are, are misunderstood and are wrongly interpreted, just like the Bible or other scriptures also. Go back to King James. The King James is a master of all these. He's saying, Where is the hope of his coming? And as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things. Hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest or fight with, as they do also other scriptures unto their own distraction. So Peter considered 
Paul's writings, scriptures. Do you see? And uh, I don't know who, I don't know if those people who are talking are more, are more apostles than Peter. Because Peter is the one that Jesus said, I said, I'll build my church. You, 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 have, uh, you are, you are Peter, Petros. Upon this Petra, the revelation that you gave, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So I don't know if Peter says that the writings of God knew. You see, God is smart, or he knew that people would be talking about Paul's writings. So he says, now, listen, the guy's writings is scripture. It's like script, a scripture that every it's like just like the same thing. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if you understand that the New Testament, now new, when we say New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is not part of the New Testament. Because the new when we say New Testament, we mean new whale. Testament is what? Whale. New whale. That's what we mean. Okay? Now, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is Jesus' life. Before he ratified the new whale. Jesus is the one who brought in the new whale, the New Testament. So the New Testament actually begins from the after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Okay? Uh-huh. If you understand that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the words, Jesus is the one who, Jesus was alive and he was talking. That's why you see it in red. Have you seen it? Those are the words of the incarnated Christ, incarnate Christ. The incarnate son of God. That's the God becoming flesh. The act of God becoming flesh is called incarnation. So the, the, the words of Jesus are the, the words of the incarnate Christ. The words that Paul, Peter, John, James, and all these people wrote are the words of the ascended Christ. When Jesus rose up and ascended and sat up in heaven, sat uh, down in heavenly places over there, he spoke through men. So, Acts, Ephesians, 1 Corinthians, Romans, and those things, they are the words of Jesus Christ as well. Ascended is the words of the ascended Christ. So you can't differentiate and say, these ones are from Jesus, these ones are not from What are you talking about? It's, it's Bible. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, so I want you to see something in Acts chapter 20, 26. You know, if, just like what Peter mentioned, testifying about Paul, all that Paul was saying was not something foreign. All that Paul thought, if you study Paul's writing, you realize that all of them have their roots in the Old Testament. He was... And even when you see what he said, Jesus told him. God, Jesus told him that he wants to help him. He wants to use him to open their eyes. So I just want to read an account. There's a time. So the persecution about Paul's writing is not today. Even when he was alive, it was being said. So he got an opportunity when he was being persecuted to talk to a certain um, king, King Agrippa, who happened to be very vested in the Old Testament. So Paul was like, he was very happy he was going to talk to King Agrippa because... He knew the Old Testament very well and so will be able to follow what he's saying. So let's read from verse, uh, Acts 26, um, maybe from verse 1, just to give you the, the basis of it. I hope you're getting it. Yeah, so it, most people who are confused about this don't read scriptures. If you read, you understand it. If you read all the things Paul writes, you easily realize that, ah, this is what was in the Old Testament but now has come alive for us. So he says that, then Agrippa said unto Paul, thou art permitted to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself. Next verse. 
I think myself happy can Agrippa because I shall answer for myself this day before before the touching all the things whereof I am accused of of the Jews. Especially because I know thee, or I know you to be an expert in all customs and questions which are among the Jews. And the Jews are those who hold the Old Testament, if you want to call it that way. Do you understand what I'm saying? Then he says that, wherefore I beseech you to hear me patiently. So these people need patience to understand what Paul is saying. Look at the next verse. Then he starts to talk about his life and how he was very entrenched and very grounded in what they are talking about. Then he comes to verse 6. I don't read as you can read the whole chapter but just to jump it a bit then he says and now i stand and i'm judged for the hope of the promise made of god unto our fathers so he's not creating something new he's the reason why he is being judged is because of the hope of the promise that god has already made look at the next verse unto which promise our 12 tribes instantly serving god day and night hope to come for which hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused of the Jews. So it's not something new. The, the way some of them put it is that though came to Paul has come to put, bring a new thing, which is different from what God has said in the Old Testament, different from what Jesus has said at some point. But he was like, no, I'm actually taking all that I'm saying from that place. And when you go down, there's um, where verse are we now? Verse seven. Okay, verse eight. Let's go to verse eight. He says that why should it be thought a thing incredible with you that god should raise the dead next i verily thought with myself that i ought to do many things contrary to the name of jesus then he talks about all that he was doing now to jump to where he met jesus and what jesus told him okay verse 13 at midday o king i saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me next verse and when we were all falling to the ground, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecuted thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Next verse. And I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuted. So that shows you that though the apostles were walking around preaching, it was Jesus who was actually preaching. Just like that he explained about the incarnate Christ and the ascended Christ. This is showing you clearly that the ascended Christ is speaking through his apostles. I hope you are getting it. Which means that he, it is he speaking. So whenever Paul met, and it wasn't just the apostles, Paul was persecuting Christians, not apostles. The only person, he, the first person he supervised his killing was uh, Stephen. After that, all the other people he was attacking were believers. People came to church. He was persecuting them for what they believed and what they held. And Paul, Jesus appeared to him and said that whenever you are attacking of them, you are actually attacking what I was saying. Are you getting it? Then now he's saying that, look at the next verse. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee. Look at it delivering thee from the people from gentiles unto whom now i send thee i want you to the next verse to open their eyes so the problem is that they can't see so paul's aim was to open their eyes all paul was trying to do was open your eyes and see the thing well because you have it but you can't see it it's like there's a veil so in hebrews we talked about how that whenever they read it there's a veil over their eyes but in the new testament the veil is taken away for them to see what god has already said so it's not something new so when you read something like first peter 2 9 the holy generation royal priesthood you think it's a new thing 
only to realize that he has god has already said it in the old testament almost the same words when you look at high priest he has already said it when you look at many of the things he says in the new testament he's already spoken about it in the old but for your eyes to open god anointed paul to speak so that you can see clearly what he has always been saying from the old i hope you get it hallelujah one one scholar one theologian said that the old testament is revealed in the new and the new testament is hidden in the old do you see uh, the old testament is the the new testament is hidden in the old testament you may not you have to allow the holy spirit to help you to reveal you know to you gradually so it's scripture it's a scripture and if you accept that scripture you'll be i don't know why when you came you see me my my own is that i don't know when you came why do you trust in your mind so much and trust in your what you can see and what you can i mean life is beyond you you get it yes so believe jesus said to thomas blessed are they who have not seen and yet believe if what you are reading is contrary to scriptures then you should you should have a problem but if it's not contrary to scripture and is in line i don't know why you are fighting you know we even read books by men of god in our day and believe that they've heard from god and re- receive it so i don't know why you are having challenges about some of these things tell neighbor calm down <clears throat> hallelujah thank Hello. you i'd like to ask a question on tongues speaking yeah please in scriptures like acts chapter 2 verse 4 and acts 19 verse 6 the word of the the word of the lord is saying that um when the holy ghost comes upon people it's evident that thereafter they speak in tongues so does it mean that if you do not speak in tongues you do not have the holy ghost in you and does the holy ghost equals the holy spirit if so does it mean tongue speaking equals the holy spirit yeah that's the question thank you okay all right hallelujah praise the lord now, to say tongue speaking equals the Holy Spirit will be a very big mistake because that is not the case. Our new birth is orchestrated by the Holy Spirit himself. In uh, John chapter 3, when Jesus himself spoke about the new birth, John 3, 5. Look at John 3, 5. Jesus said, answered, Very, very, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Do you see? Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit. And we all know that water is in reference to the Word. We are born by the agency of the Word and by the agency of the Spirit. John chapter 15, verse 3. Look at John 15, 3. Just to show you that water represents the Word. And Jesus was referring to the Word. Now you are clean through the Word which I have spoken unto you. Jesus, Jesus said you are clean through the Word that I have spoken unto you. So the Word of God has cleansing ability like water. Maybe you don't, you don't agree. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church, and gave himself for it, that he might cleanse, he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So the, the word of God is water. Or I'm not saying the water you're drinking is the word of God. Though. I'm saying that it's, it's, water is used as one of the symbols of the word. Okay, that's what I mean. Okay? 1 Peter 1, 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, 
by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. You see, we are born again by the agency of the word of God. And this one shows us clearly that the word of God, we are born again not a corruptible seed. The word seed is sperma. It means sperm. The sperm that is used for our new birth is the, the, the word of God. The spiritual sperm that is used for our new birth is the word of God. Now, the mother that is used for our spiritual birth is the spirit. So Jesus said, except you are born of water and the spirit, you cannot enter. You cannot experience the, the, the kingdom. Okay? Huh. So the word of God is a sperm. In, in, in natural life, you have sperm and egg fertilizing to produce a baby, isn't it? So he's trying to explain your, your, your own fertilization. Your fertilization in the spirit is by the word and by the spirit. The word is a sperm. The spirit is the egg, if you like. The egg and the mother. You understand? So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. Look at 1 Corinthians 12, 13. King James, please, so that we can, can be lighter. For by one spirit, by what? One spirit. By one spirit are we all baptized into one body. By one spirit are we all baptized. The word baptized is to immerse. So by one spirit we are all immersed. We are all giving birth into an environment called the body of Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be born or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Have you seen it? So the new birth comes as a result of the agency of the word and the spirit. Now, is your mother in you? Your mother is in you. Your father is also in you. Don't you look like your mother or your father? Or your mother and your father? Whose genes are in you? It's your parents' genes. If it is your, uh, your friend's father's genes, then there's a problem. If your uncle is close, we can't tell. But if it's your if it's your your friend's father's genes, then there's a problem. If it's the gate man's genes, there's a problem. Are you in the church? So, in the new birth, the genes of the new creature is the genes of the word and the spirit. So, the spirit of God is in you. Along that lines, if you, if, you, if you can think the way I'm trying to help you think, along genetically, spiritually, gene, is it sec, uh, um, Titus chapter 3, verse 5. Look at Titus 3, 5. It says, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. How did he save us? By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Okay? Washing of what? Regeneration. It's called the, the, the word regeneration is from the word regening. You know, he says in the new birth you are regened. As you are washing the blood of Jesus, you are regened. Your, so your very genes, your spiritual genes, is the genes of the Lord, which is the word and the spirit. Is the word not God? Is the spirit not God? So you are regened by the new, in the new birth. And in the new, so the new creature has the genes of the spirit and has the genes of the word. And hence, you cannot say that uh, a born-again child of God does not have the spirit or does not have the spirit in him in a certain way. Because his genes are... So I can see your father is in you. How is your father in you? In your genes. How is your mother in you? In your genes. 
But your father is not sitting inside you right now. If your father is sitting inside your stomach or inside your... Then that will also be another thing altogether, isn't it? To be another problem. If your father is sitting inside you, wherever you're going, he's seeing you. It's a problem. Wow. When we, when we lay hands, your father starts talking. It's my daughter. It's my daughter. Hey, there's a problem. I tell you. So, in the new birth, the Spirit of God is, is, is so involved. We cannot say that a born again child of God does not have the Spirit there. The Spirit is there. Okay? The Spirit is there. Actually, for you to know that you are born again, you need the Holy Spirit. It has nothing to do with tongue speaking. Romans chapter 8. Do you know Romans? Romans chapter 8, verse 16. The Spirit, so this, this is old King James, so it says itself. It's actually, the Spirit is a person, so it's himself. Okay? The Spirit himself, this is New King James, so it says, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So to know that you're a child of God, you need the Holy Spirit to be able to know that you're a child of God. The Holy Spirit is there to bear witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. Are you saying it? John Wesley never spoke in tongues. He was a great minister of God. There are many ministers of God who never spoke in tongues. Very great ministers of God. Because they didn't have the revelation of speaking in tongues. Okay? Huh. So the new birth um, brings the ministry of the Spirit into your life. It does. It does. However, there's an experience, there's another experience that the Lord has reserved for those who believe. Okay, actually, it even comes at a new birth. <laughs> Sometimes some people don't want us to make a differentiation. If you read in Mark, Mark chapter 16, um, verse 17, look at Mark 16, 17. Don't think I'm the one, who, I, I know scriptures. It's the Holy Spirit reminding me of scriptures. It's called Acts the Upper. I don't know anything. It's the Holy Spirit who's we're all asking him and he's telling us. He says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they they will cast out devils, isn't it? Then he says, They will speak with new tongues. Those who believe will speak with new tongues. Am I I'm not the one saying, is it not there? In my name, those these signs shall follow them who what? Who believe in me. In my name shall they cast out devils. Then it says, the first thing they will do is that they will cast out devils in my name. The second thing is that they shall speak with new tongues. So if you believe, then you speak with new tongues. So tongue speaking is a reserve of those who believe. When you believe, the next thing that happens is that you are supposed to speak it with tongues. Do you get it? But because there's been a serious, like there's been a, there's a whole group that has developed and said that we don't believe in tongue speaking. And there's a whole group that has developed that says that we believe in tongue speaking as though it was a choice. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not a choice. It's those who believe. Then we should have another group that cast out devils and another group that does not cast out devils. If we all believe that we all can cast out devils, then we should all believe that we can all speak in new, with new tongues. Oh, this is what they are tongues speaking. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not with them. What are you talking about? Do you believe? They shall speak with new tongues. So it's part of it. It's part of the things that are packaged that God. So it's a package that comes with the whole thing. It's, it's, it's one of the things that comes with the package. And it will be good for you if you get involved and get interested. Okay? Now, that package comes by you actively receiving the Holy Spirit. That's how it is called. It's called receiving the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 19, verse 1. 
Paul met some guys, you know, on, uh, in Ephesus, and he asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit? You see, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost? Do you see? Have you what? Received the Holy Ghost since you believed. It's like, since you believe, have you received this Holy Spirit into your life? It doesn't mean that believing does not come with the Holy Spirit. Believe, I've just explained to you that the Holy Spirit is involved in the new birth. You cannot say he's not. He's there. However, you need to receive him. Do you see? When you take a shower, okay, in a, or when you go for swimming, you see, you make sure that the pool water does not go into your mouth, isn't it? You ensure. You'll be surprised. <laughs> You'd be surprised that someone has wooed and then someone has done something and all kinds of things have happened. You see people spitting in it and all of that. It's normal. I mean, those of us who are into swimming, oh yes, you try not to swallow the water. You try. Sometimes it doesn't work. Hallelujah. The fact that you are in the pool does not mean that the pool is in you. The pool is, the water is around you. But the water is not yet in you. The water will influence all your movements. Isn't it? It influences all your movements. So the spirit is around you. It's there. It's the Holy Spirit. He bears witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. He's there. However, there's an active... Um, how do I say it? There's, a, there's, there's something you need to do to receive him. When you receive him, he makes his abode... That's how it is described, okay? Forgive my, my, my English. It's just, that's just how it's described. It doesn't mean that the person who, who has not received the Holy Spirit does not have the Holy Spirit. He does. Just that in terms of coming with speaking in tongues and all of that, it's, it's described like that. Okay? He, says, he said unto he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. So these guys have not heard concerning the Holy Ghost at all. Then he asked them, unto what then were you baptized? He said unto them, unto what then were you baptized? So when, when he asked them, Are you, have you seen the Holy Spirit? He said, no, we've no, we don't know about the Holy Spirit. And he asked, what, what then were you baptized unto? Then they said, we were baptized unto John's baptism. So the only thing they had, re- they had received was John's baptism. Meaning that they were not even born again. They knew about John's baptism, which was a baptism to wait for the coming of the Messiah. That was all John's baptism. So even today we don't but water baptism is not John's baptism. Our water baptism is not John's baptism. All. It's different. <laughs> okay. Yes. Then he explained to them the word of God. Next verse 4. Then said Paul, John really baptized with the baptism of repentance. So he's explaining John's baptism. John's baptism was the baptism of repentance. Saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. Next verse. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Which has to do with the born-again experience. They were baptized in the, in the name of the Lord Jesus. They got born again, they were baptized. Then, after that, after, that, after the born-again experience, what did Paul do? And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. And they spake with tongues and prophesied. So, there's the receiving of the Holy Ghost, which comes with laying on of hands... For you to speak in tongues. Please, you get it. 
Now, there's another one in Acts chapter 8. In Acts chapter 8, Philip went to um, Samaria, preached very powerfully. People got healed. A lot of things happened. And then he left. When the church in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, okay, they sent unto them Peter and John. This Acts 8, 14 now. Says, now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent, on, they sent unto them Peter and John. So these guys were born again. They had been born again because of Philip's ministry. Who, when they came, they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive. He's using the same word. They prayed for them. John, Apostle John and Peter came to pray for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Next verse. For as yet, he was falling upon none of them. So there's the coming upon of the Spirit for the purpose of staying in you. That comes with an evidence of the evidence of speaking in tongues. Doesn't make sense to you? For as yet he, has, he, had, he was falling upon none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Same thing again, which is the new birth. Next verse, verse 17. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the hands of the apostles, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. He saw that when they lay hands, the people start speaking in tongues. The people receive and they start speaking in tongues. So he paid, he was trying to give money for it. And he had his own problems as well. Hallelujah. Please, have I explained it to you? Sweetheart, have I explained it to you? Yeah. So, when someone is born again, he has a spirit. Before he started speaking in tongues, I don't know if you ever had, like, you're going to do something and then some, it's like someone is talking to you. It's the spirit. The Holy Spirit has access to everyone who's born again because he's the one who is involved. He's there. But... There's receiving the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues for the purpose of empowering you for the work of the Lord, the work of the ministry. You see, in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus said that, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. So there's special power that comes with receiving the Holy Spirit or the coming upon the Spirit for the purpose. The Spirit of God comes upon us once to settle in us in the New Testament. You see, our experience is the experience of Jesus Christ. The same experience. When Jesus went to be baptized by John, John the Baptist, when John laid his hands on him and, and baptized him, the Bible says that when he came out, the Spirit descended upon him. Isn't it? It descended upon him like a dove descends upon something in the sheep of a dove. That's not, that assuming that the Spirit of God is a, is a dove. When you see a dove, hey, that's the Holy Spirit. Don't touch him all. Please. He descended in a, in a bodily shape like that. Okay? Now, when the Spirit came upon him, we don't see that experience happening to Jesus again and again and again and again and again in his life. The Spirit descended upon him for the purpose of settling in him. And that's the experience we also have when we receive the Spirit. The Spirit comes upon you for the purpose of settling in you to empower you to do ministry, to empower you to do his work. So if you speak in tongues... Speaking in tongues is not for your private life. It's to empower you to do the work of the ministry. I'm not the one saying, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, there, says it. Mm? But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of there. So speaking in tongues is not, that's the other side too. Some people have taken that one and they are, they are speaking in tongues. They sit, they sit at home. They don't do much with it. You too, you have a problem. 
Someone who has not received the Holy Spirit and is working for the Lord is far better than you. Hallelujah. Yes. Bishop, good morning. I want to talk about, um, uh, I think, Revelation chapter 22, verse um, 18. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I want to talk about is the, the Bible. You want to ask uh, or talk about? Like, the, I'm, I'm want, I want to ask about the Bible, the 66 okay. books. Um, talking about the, the other ones that were being removed from the 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 apoc uh, I apocrypha book. Why was it removed? Why was it removed? That's what I want to talk about. And the sixty six books. Is it that God didn't want us to know about the, the books that was being removed or what? That's what I want to find out. All right. This is what uh, I, um, Revelation twenty two eighty four. I testify unto every man that hear the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Then it goes on and on. Okay? Okay. So you want to know um, the other books. Because there are other books. There's a book of Barnabas, book of Nicodemus, sixth and seventh book of Moses, book of Judas, book of Enoch. Many books. Okay? Now, the sixth and seventh book of Moses was not written by Moses. Let's start from there. It was not written by Moses. Okay, so there was a council called the uh, Nicaea, the Nicene um, Council. There are various councils that have happened over the period, over the years, about questions that have arisen concerning the Bible or concerning doctrine over the years. It's not once or twice. There was a whole period. You see, when the gospel came to Africa, what we did was, with it was to argue about it. It came to Africa before it went to Europe. It was very strong here. It's, it's, it's Alexandra, okay, Egypt. We had, we had popes, we had uh, uh, bishops and all of that here. You know. Now, if you read in, um, in Acts, Acts chapter 15, okay, look at Acts chapter 15. Let's read from verse 3. It'll help. I want to introduce the councils to you, okay? And being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenix and Samaria, declaring the conversation. Okay, go, go to verse 1. Let's read from verse 1. So it, makes more, it makes more sense. And certain men which, which, were, which came down from Judea taught the brethren. So some people had come and they were teaching their brethren and said, except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses. Except you are circumcised after the manner of Moses. Like circumcision, natural circumcision. You cannot be saved. If you want to be saved, you need to be circumcised. How are the women going to be saved? They didn't think about that one. How are the women going to be saved? But some brothers in the church were teaching that strongly. Okay? Next verse, verse 2. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, they had a lot of arguments with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. So they went, they went to Jerusalem, okay, to go and see the apostles and the elders in Jerusalem about this particular question. So a council was set. Eh, and being brought down, they went, blah, blah, blah. Verse 4. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders and declared all things that God had done with them. So this is the, this is the first council of the church. It's called the Council of Jerusalem. The council is normally named after where it is held. This is the first council of the church. It's called the Council of Jerusalem. And the question 
the question under scrutiny was a salvation by circumcision or salvation is by faith in Christ. That was the question. Okay? All right. Verse 5. But there, there arose upsets on the sect of the Pharisees, which believe, saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Verse 6. And the apostles and elders came together for, for to consider of this matter. So I'm just using this as a basis to explain, because all the other things I'm going to mention, or I might mention, are not in the scriptures. But these are various councils that have happened over the period, okay, because of this particular one that happened that is written in the, in the, in the scriptures to sit down and consider matters, questions, and use the scriptures to explain things and, you know, di uh, divide things and bring conclusions to, to, search, to, to search the scriptures and bring conclusions. Do you get it? So the 66 books we have is not um, because some one person sat down and decided that this, this book is good enough for us and that these books are not correct. Do you see? A whole council sat down. Maybe, probably I should just look for it and read it out to you so that you can see it. Probably, can, you, can you just look for it online? I'm sure. But books, all the books, all the books that you can think about, okay? There are several books that have been written on, many, by different, by people who oppose Christ. They wrote about Jesus. You see, there are books by people who didn't like Jesus, who wrote concerning his life and lied. That's why you have all the things that Jesus' girlfriend was Mary Madeline, and they had uh, this one, and that. all kinds of things have been said over the period. The apostles sat down, made a decision about this particular thing, and it was described as the Spirit's decision. Hmm? Let me show you that. Go down. Go down. And when they, were, they had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, you know how that a good while ago God made choice among us. Peter explained how he was used by God to bring the Gentiles in. Okay? To believe and all of that. Now, when they spoke, after Peter had spoken, um, the head of the church at that time was James. Not Peter. James was the head of the church at that time. James, the brother of Jesus. Jesus had a brother called James. Okay? And when Jesus died, he appeared to him. I don't know the discussion they had, but it seems he became the head of the church. So James stood up. If you go down, you see it. After they had had a discussion, James stood up and said, verse 13, and after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simeon, has declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name and to disagree the words of the prophets, as is written. After this, I return and build again the tabernacle of David, which is fallen down, and I'll build again the ruins thereof, and I'll set it up, that the rest of men might seek after the Lord, and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all these things. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Wherefore, my sentence or my decision is this, that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles attend to God. Because they use the scriptures, they use the Old Testament. I don't know if you saw it. Maybe you didn't see it, because I didn't see anything about it. 
Verse 16, it says, verse 15, it says, And to this agree the words of the prophets, that's the scriptures, as it is written. After this I will return, blah, 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 blah. He's talking about the Davidic, <laughs> the tabernacle of David, okay, being restored and all of that. And then he says, the, And the Gentiles, and all the Gentiles, verse 17, And all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, said the Lord, who doeth all these things. Have you seen? That the, that the rest of men might seek after the Lord. And all the Gentiles. So it means that the salvation must include all the Gentiles and have nothing to do with circumcision. So he said, now, this is my sentence. My sentence, or this is my decision. Okay? Verse 19. That we trouble them not, not them, which from among the Gentiles attend to God, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood. Have you seen it? Goes on and on and on and on and on. Now, go to verse 23. 25. Go to 25. I don't want us to read too much. It seemed good unto us. being So they wrote a letter to the Gentiles. To the Gentile world that had received the churches. It seemed good unto us being assembled with one accord to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. Men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent therefore Judas and Silas who shall also tell you the same things by mouth. Verse 28 is what I wanted you to see. For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. Like, they sat down. When the meeting, there was no Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was not there physically. But when we were writing the letter, they said that it seemed good to the Holy Spirit, first of all, and to us to make this decision. I seen it. This council has been done in different, at different times. There was a council concerning the books. There was a council concerning whether Jesus is truly God. How is he God? There was a council concerning the Trinity. There was a council, many, 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 many things. Do you see? And if you agree that holy men of God sat down here to make a decision like this, then you should agree that holy men of God, if you think you are holy, then you should also believe that someone else is also holy and someone else also knows God and knows more than you. So these people sat down at different times. When questions were being asked, like you are asking, concerning various books of the Bible, they sat down and decided, gave a criteria. If the book... There were a number of things that they mentioned. They were, and they, they subjected all the books, all the new books that are around, to those things. Okay? I, I wish I had them. I would have just... Hallelujah. 20 reasons why some writings were included or excluded from the Bible. <laughs> Reason number one. Many books and writings were accepted because Jesus Christ accepted, accepted them and quoted from them. So that was one of the criteria. Number two. <laughs> some of the books were accepted because they were authoritative. Some books were not authoritative and were believed not to have come from the hand of God. Do you see? Some of them um, went into things we we're not supposed to get into. Paul, Paul mentioned something in Colossians chapter 1. Uh, Colossians chapter 2, sorry. Verse 18. Let no man beguile you 
of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshipping of the angels. Have you seen it? Intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knit together, increased with the increase of God. Have you seen it? Okay, go, go back to 18. Let's read uh, Amplified. The, some of the books were like this, with this particular description. It says, Let no one defraud you by acting as an umpire or a referee and declaring you unworthy and disqualifying you for the prize, insisting on, on self-abasement. So there were books that were self, insisting on self-abasement. Do you understand self-abasement? Living as hermits or living as something. Don't eat, don't do this, don't do that, don't... That's not, that's not what Jesus came to, to do. Okay? And worshipping of, worship of angels, somewhere into worship of angels, mentioning different angels' names and uh, telling you what the angels do and how to, to flow with them and all of that. There are many... Many of the books are like that. Actually, Ra Raphael, Raphael... Raphael is not from the Bible. It's, there's no place in the Bible where the 66 books that we have, where Raphael is quoted. It's from another place. The book we have... Michael is the one who is mentioned. Gabriel is the one who is also mentioned. And Lucifer is also mentioned. These are the three archangels that we know. Lucifer in charge of the music. Michael in charge of the army. Gabriel in charge of the messengers. Messages. That's all. So they say that there's no music in heaven now. Because Lucifer took one third of the angels away. One third, which is the music people. He took all the music people away. <laughs> yes. So when the angels appeared in Luke chapter 2, in Luke chapter 2, when the angels appeared, is it Luke chapter 2? Luke chapter 2, when Jesus was born and the angels appeared, they did not sing. They came to see. They didn't sing. Luke chapter 2. When the angels came, once, uh, uh, once there, once there, shepherd. Then suddenly, uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 10, it says, And suddenly there was with the, with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, not singing, they didn't sing. They were saying, the singing angels, they say, is gone because of what Lucifer did. So Lucifer took one third, which is a singing group. That's why God doesn't joke with praises. Uh -huh. We are the ones that sing. That's why God was so happy with David, because David set up a tabernacle that was full of praises and worship. For 24 hours every single day. Yes. And that, that is what is supposed to be restored in our day. Anyway. And then the other one third are the fighting angels. And the other one third are the messenger angels. Gabriel is in charge of the messenger angels. Michael is the one in charge of the fighting angels. And Lucifer was in charge of the singing angels. You get it. No other angels are revealed. In the but these other books will start mentioning things. And before I realize you are believing something you are not supposed to believe. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So people who, are, who have been there before you and who, knew, who know God as much as you do or even more than you do and had the spirit like you do, okay? Because if you are reading something that is not from God, you would know. If you, are, if you know the Lord, you really know. Came up with some of these things and disqualified some books and said, this one is not part, this one is not part, and gave us 66. I don't know which one you want to add. But the old, as for the Old Testament, that thing was touched. What was touched was the Maccabees. Eh? There was a 400 years where God was silent, and the book of the Maccabees came. So they didn't add it. Okay? When a book was not written by a holy man of God or a prophet, it was rejected. So some of them, they knew the people who had written the books. 
So this guy he cannot write for us to. Yeah. Then writings were accepted because they were authentic, genuine, and original. The church fathers had the policy of if in doubt, throw it out. That was their policy. If in doubt of the book, throw the book out. This enhanced the validity of their discernment of canonical books. Some writings were accepted because they were powerful and dynamic. Writings that did not come with the life-transforming power of God were not included. Books that were received, collected, read, and used by the people of God were accepted. So books that had been, been in circulation for a long time, the Apostle Peter recognized, received, and used the writings of Paul as scripture. I just mentioned it to you. The fact that Peter recognized the writings of Paul have credence to the letters of Paul, or gave credence to the letters of Paul. Isaiah. Number seven, books that were excluded from the Jewish canonical scripture were rejected. So the books that the Jews did not use. Even the Jews had, you see, there's diff, there, there are different branches of Judaism. There's serious spiritual Judaism where they get into spirits because it wasn't all, listen, Jew, the Jews, you see, I love Jews. I love Jerusalem. I can't speak against, that is our heritage. Do you understand? But let's call a spade a spade. How many times was God angry with them for choosing Molech and Ashtaroth and Chemosh? How many times was God angry with them? So there were things that came from Ashtoreth, Chemosh, things that they, some of them doubled in and doubled in that have continued up to date. And there were books along that line that were also notified and rejected. So please don't, don't complicate your, your life or else you'll be shocked at how different you will be. If I go to follow Judaism, Paul said the Jews want to bring Judaism into Christianity. The Gentiles want to bring idolatry, uh, all their things into, into Christianity. All of them are not correct. Jesus and the New Testament writers never once quoted from the Apocrypha. They never once quoted from the Apocrypha. And other unacceptable writings. However, there are hundreds of quotes and references to almost all the canonical books of the Old Testament. This is a fact that is even more striking when we realize that Paul, who even quoted twice from hidden poets, did not quote from the Ap- Apocrypha. Paul quoted from hidden poets, Titus chapter 1. Go to Titus chapter 1. You will see it. You see Paul referring to a prophet who is not a poet, rather, not a prophet, a poet. He calls him prophet. Verse 12, Titus 1 12. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said, The Christians are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. Have you seen it? Paul, Paul is quoting from someone who is not. Uh, in the, he's not Christian. He's a prophet of the people of of uh, of, of Crete. Eh? One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said the Christians are always liars. It will be slow bellies. Then he says, "This witness is true. This thing that their prophets have said concerning them is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply, that they may be sound in the faith." Have you seen it? Not giving it to Jewish fables. So there's something called Jewish fables. They are there and there are books on them. Jewish fables. Let's read other versions. And commandments of men. Eh? To, to the pure... Oh, go back. You've moved. 13. Go to 13. Uh-huh. 14. In the Amplified. It says, rebuke them so that they may show... They are soundness by seeking to give attention to Jewish myths. So they are Jewish myths that are books. 
Yes. And fables or to rules laid down by mere men who reject and turn their backs on the truth. Those who don't hold the head, which is Christ, must be rejected. You read a book that has, it has nothing to do with Jesus. It's not referring to Christ. There's something wrong. It's making you doubt Jesus. There's something wrong. Hallelujah. Yeah, so there are several. You, I, I, maybe we can share it with you on the page so that you can have it. The ninth one. The, the last Old Testament prophets predicted, now this is Malachi, predicted that the next messenger coming to Israel from God will be the forerunner of Christ. That's Malachi chapter 3 verse 1. So Malachi prophesied concerning the last, the next person who was going to come. So whoever is going to come between is not correct. <laughs> Behold, I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me. And the, and the Lord whom you shall you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. He was talking about the coming of Jesus. He says that before Jesus comes, his messenger who has been prophesied in Isaiah chapter, Isaiah chapter uh, 60. Is it 60 or 61? He was talking to, about John the Baptist. Okay. So he says, the last Old Testament prophet predicted that the next messenger coming to Israel from God will be the forerunner of Christ. Most of the apocryphal, apocryphal books were written during the period of Malachi and Christ, which was 400 years. 400 years. These apocryphal writers were not the forerunners of Christ and therefore were not considered as significant enough for inclusion. Hallelujah. Please, you understand? Yes. So, Charlie, let the Lord lead you. Advise yourself. Hallelujah. They didn't just sit down and just decide, that, oh, this book is good. Let's add it. This book is not good. Let's throw it out. This book. When they finish, they notice they have 66. It's not designed that it should be like, no. No. Have I answered you? I should have answered you. Are you, con- are you, are you satisfied? Yeah. Jewish historians did not regard the apocrypha, apocrypha as, as scripture. Josephus, who is one of the major um, Jewish historians, a Jewish historian, ex- explicitly excludes the apocrypha, naming the books of the Old Testament as 22. You see, Jewish philosophers, philosophers did not regard the apocrypha as scripture. I mean, it's all over. If you are interested, you can go into it. Okay. There were even, there were even some points, that major points that were used. Yes. Thank you, Bishop, for this Thank wonderful you. opportunity to ask questions. I want to ask a question on seed sowing. Sometimes sowing, sowing produces its best fruit in the future. Say it again. Sometimes sowing, sowing produces its best fruit in the future. And the so enemy I don't understand what you're saying. Sometimes sowing what? Produces its best fruit in the future. Sometimes. And Is that what enemy, you have come to realize? That, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And the enemy of waiting for future fruit is weariness. So how do we effectively deal with waiting? Wow. How do we effectively deal with, with waiting? Weariness. Weariness is the enemy. Charlie, is the guy has to write a book. <laughs> you have really crafted the, the question. How do you deal with waiting? Waiting for your change. Or waiting for your harvest. Waiting for your harvest. Be thankful. Have a thankful heart, a thankful spirit. You see? Be thankful for the life that you have. Because your mates are dying. And you are around. So you may be looking at financial harvests only. 
and not consider that when you die, all the financial harvest you are expecting will not expect. It will not, <laughs> it will not happen. Do you understand? So the gift of life is something you should be grateful to God for. Be grateful to God for the little that is coming. Because no matter what you do, as you're waiting for your harvest, you are not hungry. You are not dying. Maybe the harvest you're looking for is a, a piece of property that you want. A land or a house or a car. You're looking at something landed or something huge. Something. But remember that you are eating. Notice the small, small things and be grateful to God for those things. Because it's in your great, your, your, your is it gratitude. It's in your gratitude that you have more coming. They say your altitude is in your gratitude, isn't it? Hashtag Bishop Oedipo. Wait by, wait by being, you know, grateful. Be thankful. Keep thanking God. And notice the small things. Notice the little things. Thank him for the little things. Please, don't be... Um, an offended Christian, an offended sower, someone who has sowed and is not happy. That is why the Bible says that give what you can. Do you see? Yes, a willing sacrifice, not a sacrifice that is done under compulsion. Is anybody compelling you? Nobody's compelling you. Has there ever been a day when we finish sowing our seeds and then the following week we come and say, eh, how much did you give? Everybody, how much did you give? This is how much you, you vow to the Lord. And you are, you, how much did you give? Where is the king? <laughs> targets, some people don't understand why we set targets. Targets are set to help your faith. See, you see, the Bible says, whatever is thought of faith, eh, is sin. It's Romans 14, 23. And he that doubted is damned if he eats, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Whatever you do that is that does not have faith inside, it says there's a problem. It's sin. That's what the Bible says. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So every seed you are sowing should be sown out of a place of faith. Okay? What is faith? Faith is I have not seen it. I believe it. Because God has said it. So we must use, we must act out of faith in everything, including in our giving. In your giving, when you're preparing to sow, you must believe God for your offering, for your seed. He gives seed to, to what? To your sower. You must believe God. You must trust God. Okay? I'm trusting God to be able to give $5,000. I'm trusting God to be able to give $5,000. In the name of Jesus, I, my seed is coming. You are put that faith. You are learning how to put your faith to work. Now, what happens when you are when you when you learn to give to the Lord like that is that when it's time for you to raise some monies for yourself, for your personal life, or for anything concerning you, it becomes very easy because you've been trained along that line. You see, you've been trained as to how you can have money come to you. Yeah. And that, that's actually the, 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 the intent. God is just training you to know how to receive money. Okay? Forgiving and also for your own self. 
if you've not given a certain amount of money before, it becomes very difficult for you to believe that such an amount can come to you. Yes. You've never seen 5,000 cities in your life. The first 5,000 that you saw, you gave it to the Lord. The next time you are looking for 5,000, you see that it will be very easy for it to come to you. Mm, you'll be surprised. You know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You'll be surprised. You can believe God for it. You can believe, you can trust God. You can trust God for supply. Your pay may be 500 Ghana cities, but you have 5,000 coming to you. That's what I'm talking about. So when you are waiting, continue putting your faith to work. Don't stop talking the word. Be thankful, be grateful for what you have. And put your faith to work by speaking the word. You see, that's a spiritual principle you must understand. If, if, you don't, if you don't understand it, you have difficulty you know, managing yourself spiritually. There's a spiritual principle you must understand. If you don't understand it, what will happen? You have difficulty managing yourself spiritually. Okay? Now, what principle is that? What did Jesus do when the waves were all over the place? What did he do? What did he do? What did Jesus do when, he, when they woke him up about the storm? Physical storm. What did he do? Hello? What did he do? Did he look for... Um, what? What did he look for? Some cloth to wave it like this. Is that what he did? What did he do? He spoke. What did Jesus do when he wanted to raise the dead? Lazarus coming back to life. These are physical things. Hmm? Physical things, right? What did he do when he wanted to bring Lazarus back to life? He spoke. He what? Hello? If you miss this one, you have missed something very powerful. He spoke. What did he do when he wanted to, when he wanted to increase the bread? He gave that. He spoke. Isn't it? When God wanted to create the heavens and the earth, maybe, maybe you don't believe in these things. When he wanted to create the heavens and earth, what did he do? He spoke to the darkness to produce light. A Christian who is not into speaking has a very big problem. You have a very, 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 very big problem. It's like you don't believe anything when it comes to the spirit. Because spiritual things are managed. Any, you see, whatever you want to see physically must be spoken. You must believe and you must speak it. We are having the same spirit of faith. How does it work? I believe. Therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. He has said so that we may boldly say, if you miss out on this spiritual principle, you have missed out on something very powerful. Believing what God has said and repeating what God has said is your business in this life. It's your business in this life. Don't be a quiet Christian. Don't be a Christian who doesn't say anything. Don't be a Christian who's always thinking. You are thinking, just thinking and thinking and thinking. When something comes to you, something bad. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. If you want to make your path straight in this physical world, you need to believe the word of God, what God has said, and learn to speak it. Learn to speak the word. You want to make physical changes? Speak the word. You want to make physical changes? Speak the word. You want to make physical changes? Speak the word. Mark eleven twenty three. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe. Meaning that your heart is important. You must believe. Okay? After I believe, you need to speak. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, 
and mountains are used in this verse to represent any challenge of life. Any challenge of life. Any challenge of life. Be that removed. He shall say, not he shall think, he shall say to this mountain. Be that removed and be that cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith, not whatsoever he believeth. Actually, his believing is formed by what he's saying. His whole believing is formed by what he's saying. He says, and, and be that cast into the sea, and shall not doubt what he doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith. So the things he's saying is what he's believing. He shall have whatsoever he saith. You miss the spiritual principle and you miss something very great. Raise your seed by faith. You may not have the $10,000 with you. Start putting your faith to work. Believe that it is possible. It can happen. I can give this amount to the Lord. And start speaking. I'm giving my 10,000 in the name of Jesus. I'm giving my 10,000. I'm giving my 10,000 cities. I'm giving my 5,000 cities. I'm giving my 10,000 USD. I'm, whatever. Believe it. Say it. Do you see? That is the way to have your harvest also come. When you've given, you're expecting your harvest to come and it's not coming. Believe that what harvest you are looking the harvest you're looking for is coming. Yes. When the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves. There's a day coming when the clouds will be full, they'll empty themselves. But until then, you keep filling your clouds. How? With your words. Keep speaking. Listen, don't stop talking. Pastor Chris is a great man of God. Maybe you don't know. You know Pastor Chris, so you are killing me. He's a very great man of God. Maybe you don't know. <laughs> He's the modern day, our modern day Mark eleven twenty three. The olden day Mark eleven twenty three is Kenneth E. Hagin. Hmm? Don't think that this is lies. It's not lies at all. Believe it. Speak it. Believe it. Speak it. Believe it. Speak it. And keep sowing. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Says we shouldn't grow weary of doing good. So don't stop. Go to, go to Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Oh, my God, I I'll never fail in my life. <laughs> my greatness is sure. <laughs> I'm going higher and higher. I will never go down. The wisdom of God is working in me. My faith is working. You must talk to your faith for it to work. You must say your faith is working for it to work. Everything in the kingdom is run by spiritual. Believe, speak, believe, speak, believe, speak, believe, speak, believe. Before you realize you're 70 and nothing has happened in your life. Before you realize, if you like joke what I'm telling you, you'll be surprised. Yeah. It's not by coming to church all the time. There's, there are things that your faithfulness and your commitment does for you. But to have physical, you see, your faithfulness and commitment brings you blessings. But the way to let the blessings come physically on earth is by faith. And faith is basically believing and Believing and speaking. Believing and speaking. Believing what it is that you are saying. And repeating it. Repeating it. You can be the poorest among the poor in this country. If you start putting this principle to work, you, your status will start changing and changing and changing. And change. yeah, the problem is that sometimes when we start seeing results, we stop talking. That's what happens. When we start seeing results more, and, uh, when we stop, we stop talking. Don't stop talking. We become very comfortable. When you start seeing $100 million around you, speak more. Speak billions. 
Speak billions. For the promise that Abraham should be the heir of this world was not to him and to his seed by the law, but by the righteousness of faith. Hmm. Romans. Just that the question has stirred me up. <laughs> Romans chapter 4. I just quoted a verse from Romans chapter 4, verse, uh, verse 8, I think. Go to verse 13. Yeah. For the promise that he, Abraham, should be the heir of the world. The heir, the inheritor of the world. Now, the, world, the, world, the word world there is this world. It's not talking about spiritual world. It's talking about this world. With all the gold, all the silver, all the bauxite, all the oil, everything that is in it, God willed it to Abraham by the righteousness of faith, not through the law. Not through do good, get good. But through Jesus is my righteousness. Christ is my righteousness. Is Christ your righteousness? Then you are qualified to enjoy all the good things in this life. God showed me this recently. I was preparing to preach somewhere and I was asking, I was like, hey, this is very powerful. And then God told me, do you know you can own an oil rig? You can own oil rigs. Like, it's yours. Personally. I started believing God for it. Do you believe that you can own an oil rig? For you, like in your name. Yeah. That is bringing you money every, every, every week. Gold mines, correct ones, not Galaxy. not galamsey. Correct gold mines. Correct one. For you. Do you believe it? Believe. Let's start believing God for it. The whole world has been willed to us. To Abraham and to his seed. Not through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. At the righteousness of God. I'm entitled to all the good things in this world. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I am blessed with the blessings of heaven. I will never go down. I keep going higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. And higher. I'm a blesser. No, listen, listen, don't believe, don't believe for financial blessings in order, so, in order for you to, to splash. No. Abraham was blessed to be a blessing. So the reason for, the, for you being blessed is so that you be a blessing. The reason why you must learn to believe God for more. Do you see? Learn to believe God for a million dollars. Ten million dollars. Hundred million dollars. It's not so that you can buy a Rolls Royce, Lamborghini, what travel the world. You travel the world, but that's not the reason. The reason is so that you can bless people. Some orphans must be secured because of you. Yes. Some people without legs must be secured because of you. Some poor people must become must have their status changed because of you. That's what that's what you are looking at. Yes, changing the world. Through the power of the Spirit. How? He showed us. Believe what I've said. Say what I've said. Don't keep quiet. So whilst you wait, speak. Speak the word. Speak the word of God. Keep declaring. It's happening. It's happening in my life. Money is coming from, to me from everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. And keep, keep doing good. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. So next week, come, with, come in faith. Maybe all your seed is not ready. Come and give what you can give. Next Sunday. And after, keep speaking for more to come. Keep believing for more to come. When it comes, just give. Some of us don't give, don't, may not be able to give all 
on Sunday. Make sure maybe you promise to give God what? Um five thousand dollars. You have a thousand dollars now. Come and give the thousand and continue believing God for the rest. Do you understand? It says, and let us not be weary in well doing. Let us not be weary in well doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So he says, You shouldn't faint. Don't give up. So keep doing good. Keep doing what you're supposed to do. Keep doing what the word of God says to do. Do you see? Yes. So he's telling you, don't, it's an instruction from the spirit. Don't go weary. And let us not be weary in well doing. For in due season we shall reap. If we faint not. So don't give up. Don't say, ah, this thing I tried, it didn't work. No, don't give up. It works. I'm going to keep doing it. To the glory of God. I'm going to keep giving. I'm going to keep doing what I'm supposed to do. Because it works. It works, though. It works. If it didn't, I wouldn't preach it to you. Yeah. I've come from one of the poorest families in this country. We used to be very poor. Yeah. Christians, but poor. Mm. I put these things to work. That's what I teach you. So it's not, I've, I've not heard it from somewhere, I'm coming to repeat it to you. I've heard it, use it for myself, it's worked for me, and I'm repeating it for you. Do you get it? Yes. I'm not just preaching something that I, I heard from somewhere. I heard yesterday. No. We've been using it. And it's been working for us. That's, what, that's why this thing is sitting here. This is not possible. It's not possible. You are, we, me, me and you are the ones in the church. We are the ones in the church. Yeah. All the cathedrals that we are building. It's not possible. Without believing and speaking. You should see me on site. I was in our, our site at uh, Kasua. That's a thousand, a thousand, one hundred, thousand, two hundred seater. With office complex, whatever. When I went, I was just speaking. This is going to be done. This is going to be done. In the name of Jesus, this is going to be done. This is going to be done. This is going to be done. I'm just speaking the word. And someone was sitting back and saying that I'm stealing money. Yeah. It's up to you. It's your business. Yeah. Whilst they accuse us, we are going higher and higher and higher and higher. Higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. You don't know what, what we are doing. Yeah. We are using the word. We are believing and speaking. Believing and speaking the word. Believing that God can do it. And speaking the word concerning it. And it's happening practically. So use it for yourself. Don't stop talking. Don't stop talking. Don't be a child of God who is quiet. You wake up in the morning. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if life is good. Listen. Speak the word. Speak the word. All things are mine. All things are mine. All things are mine. Yeah. Speak it. Believe it. Though. All things are mine. I will own houses all over the place. I'll bless many people with houses. I'll buy cars for many people. I'll change many people's lives. I'm a giver. I'm a life blesser. I'm a giver. Change many people's lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. Don't be quiet. When your school fees is not coming, start speaking concerning it. My school fees is paid. In advance. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I have more money than I ever need. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Don't get into begging. Kings do not beg. The Bible says that God has made us kings and priests. Don't go begging. You look for the people who are rich in the church, who you think have money, and then you start asking for money. Can you, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? Can, that's not why we are in church. We are in church to learn the word of God and use it for ourselves. 
Yes. So you speak the word. Learn, learn and speak it. Yes. I'm getting bigger and greater. Money is coming for me everywhere. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I have supply. I have supply. I never get to zero. I live, I live in the tens of thousands. I live in the hundreds of thousands. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Money is coming to me. From everywhere. In the name of the Lord Jesus. If you understand that inanimate things have ears. Hmm? They say walls. Have you heard this before? Walls have ears. I've heard it before. It's true. It's not a joke. It's, it's true. Everything has ears. Tell me everything that's not have ears. When Ezekiel was placed in the valley of dry bones and was told by God to speak to the dry bones. Dry bones. Dry bones had ears. Everything has ears. The sea had ears. God told Moses, stretch forth your hand and tell the sea to divide. Jesus spoke to the winds and calmed them down. What are you talking about? Everything has ears. They all, they can hear. They can hear. When you speak the word of God, they will hear you. And they will conform to what you are saying in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Every knee bows. Sickness bows. Yes. Sickness bows. Depression bows. You can speak to the depression and say, it's enough. I don't want to be depressed anymore. Away! Depression out of my life. That's it. You have, you have been living your life. Don't keep quiet. Rise upon your feet and say something good into your life. Rise upon your feet and say something into your life. Say, speak the word into your life. I'm going forward. I'm advancing. The path of the justice is like a shining light. That shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. I'm shining brighter and brighter. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Every single thing concerning me is blessed. Everything I do is blessed. Everything I touch is blessed. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I advance in life. I will never be stagnant in life. I keep advancing. My business is advancing. Everything about me is advancing. My seed is coming. In this last week, I receive seed. I receive seed. I receive seed. I receive seed on my phone. I receive seed in my account. I receive seed. I receive seed to give what God wants me to give. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm advancing. I'm going forward. I will never be sick in my life. Pain does not have a place in my body. I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. I'm strong by the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm strong. My mind is working perfectly. My mind is working perfectly. My body is working perfectly. Everything about me is blessed. Everything about me is blessed. Everywhere I go, I'm blessed. I'm blessed in my going in. I'm blessed in my coming out. In the name of the Lord Jesus. A thousand falls on my left and the ten thousand to my right. But nothing harmful comes nigh me. With my eye do I behold the reward of the wicked. The glory of God is resting upon me. The glory of the Lord is resting upon me. Glory is resting upon me. I enjoy the glory of God everywhere I go. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Money is coming to me. 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 I'm blessed. I travel all around the world. Hey, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm an answer to the cry of millions. I'm an answer to the cry of millions. I change many lives. I turn many lives around for the, for the glory of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Everything about me is blessed. 
Everything about me is blessed. Everything about me is blessed. Everything about me is blessed. I'm a giver. I'm a blesser. I'm a giver. I'm a blesser. I'm blessed and I'm a blessing. I am blessed and I'm a blessing. Hey, Madaga, Shegarada, Pelorada, Mazokinimi Narade, Meno Shagadabe, Pazwane Gedebea, Malogo Dobristi Nimano Balabe. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm advancing. I'm advancing. I'm advancing in grace. I'm advancing in glory. I'm advancing in power. I'm advancing in the beauties of God. I'm advancing in the knowledge of God. Just like Moses and Aaron were advanced by God. The Lord is advancing me. The Lord is advancing me in every single aspect of my life. In my finances, I'm advancing in my health. I'm advancing in my business. I'm advancing. Hey, in my career, I'm advancing. Madagadaba, a job is coming for me. A greater job is coming for me. A job that pays millions is coming for me. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I'm a blesser. I'm a blesser. I'm a blesser. I'm a blesser. Malogadabai. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Ah, ah, ah. I enjoy life. I live long. I live long. I live long. And I live in a wonderful way. I live in a powerful way. I live in a beautiful way. I have all my needs supplied. I never lack anything. All good things are coming to me. I eat the good of this land. I eat the good of every land I find myself in. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Mano Hoshe. I thought you were speaking. Hey, Paranda Lebe, Liga Randele Dosaya. Oh, I make progress, progress on every side. In the name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.